Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. I am very grateful to see you today. Super, grateful to be with you. Super grateful. I've pumped up the heat and I'm regretting We're it cranking. Right now. It's good. I need it. I I'm know. freezing. I'm freezing in my I've, bones. I've been so cold lately, and I'm like, is this the new me? You know, know those people that grew up in your they're just like, I'm so cold. I'm cold. <laughs> totally. I'm like, like I'm you're that too person skinny. now. <laughs> I'm like, gain some weight. <laughs> oh God, before this, I paid $300 in parking tickets. Wait, that's so weird. I just paid mine too. How many? 300 <laughs> I know. You have to have an abundance <laughs> mindset to pay 300 I literally thought Maybe about it. Maybe you'll work into that. $70. Wow. Because it was like the first round of like, I paid yes. it right away. Yeah. I'm grateful though. You know, I, I want to <laughs> do that. I want to circulate more into the universe. I I was approaching the guy that was giving me the ticket for the meter and I was coming out of Air One and You're like, I'll I haven't it. been paying meters because so no one's been either. No one's Same. been checking them. And I had a thought before I went in the store. I was like, oh, should I pay the meter? And then I was like, no, I'll just be 10 minutes. And he was doing it as I came out. And I just kind of like, I was like, hey, I'm coming as I was approaching him. And I, and he's like, I just pressed the button. And I was like, it's all right. And I was Shut like, you're up. doing your job. And I was like, I should have paid the meter. <laughs> and he just gave it to you? Yeah, was, yeah. But it was like, I was like, hey, man. Totally. I literally have escaped probably 70 meter tickets over COVID. I haven't paid meters. I know. I haven't been paying them either, but I've been getting them. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. $300. I was like, wow, circulate that money back to God knows where. How many of them? Three. Four. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. One at a park. This is kind of fucked up. <laughs> I kept going to this park and they were like, yeah, just use the app and pay. <laughs> and I was like, totally. I've got the app. I'm just paying on the app. <laughs> Dude, you're such a rebel. It's hilarious. I'm such a rebel. That was like out of character. And I, I literally got the ticket. I was like, you're right. I was dishonest <laughs> because, well, the first times they would say like, hey, do you have the app? And I'd be like, and I wouldn't say anything, but I'd nod and be like, mm-hmm. wait, where is this? Like, where, you're at in a Laguna. Park. Okay, you're in Laguna at a park and they're like, hey. They have, a, they have um, you pay for the park parking on the app. Got it. Okay. And so I just nodded and go, mm-hmm. And then the second one I go, mm-hmm. And the third one I go, hey, I have the app. I just pay on the app. <laughs> <laughs> and the lady looked, and it was funny because the lady looked at me kind of weird. Like I was like on a hit list because I'd been doing it for three days in a row. And for then sure. she gave me the ticket. For sure. <laughs> so I deserved it. And it went back to the parks. That's good. I learned it. I was like, oh, this is my nation's park donation. That is sweet. I know. That is sweet. But the rest uh, of it's bullshit. I don't know. But I don't know what's been happening during COVID. I'm like, I don't think they're doing, yeah. Chilling? I don't know, man. I I kind of felt bad. Like I I got to a point where I was like, oh, I hope they're working on something else. Yeah. Maybe they're off work. Well, that's what I was worried about. I didn't want them to like not have a job. I know. I don't know. Well, you better start paying your meters. I'm paying my meters, everybody. Update on me. Dude, we were just laughing, laughing earlier. We... You'll probably, you'll hear this episode, but Justin joined us for an episode. Oh my God, you guys. He freaking walked into the, it was so sweet. Justin's who's my fiance. Yes. And I guess he had lost Just so you guys can like clarify the relationship, like (laughs) really, really serious. And like, if you're not a a fiance person, like you can be one day. So I just want to be inspiring for you guys. That one day you could have a fiance too. Once boyfriend, now fiance. (laughs) And he lost his keys. He was coming over to, to grab keys or whatever. And he, we just, he, we sat down and had a conversation on the pod. And it just was wild. The life that 
was injected into the studio was so fun. You guys, it was wild. <laughs> Justin's like a very <laughs> reserved person. He's very quiet. He's like bashful at times. Like he's like, it's in, like, he's just, yeah, he's like, very, it's endearing very much. Of so. course. It's very sweet. And I love that. Like I've always, I just love that about him. He's very thoughtful and kind and sweet and all these things. And so usually if I was, it, this is the whole thing. This is the whole damn thing. If I was like, hey, come on the podcast today. He'd be like, P, no, no, I don't want to come on. No. <laughs> and like, if I ever, I'm like, hey, come on my story. He's like, Ugh, no, I don't want to be on your story. And then I'll fix his hair for 12 minutes and put a hat on. Then be like, okay, I'm, I can be on your story. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, the time is over and now it seems fake. So I don't uh... want it anymore. If it's fake, I don't want it. And so- when he came, was like, "Yeah, I'll be. On, can I record with you guys?" Or did he say that? I don't know how the fuck he, he was just. He just like walked in the studio. He's, he's like, like, "You oh, recording? Cool. You recording?" And I was like, "Sit down." And he's like, "Okay." And then I put a mic in front of him, and I mean, that was history. We just it like, didn't, and it was so so hilarious too because it's like didn't understand full etiquette of like so so we <laughs> we had our conversation with Justin, which you guys will hear, and then we transitioned to like our announcements. You know what we do is usually conversation announcements, and then we kind of roll into the show, which you'll hear today. Yes, ex- exactly. So so fair warning, announcements are coming. And surprise, surprise, we have announcements. So we started to talk about our announcements. We're like, hey, we have this amazing breathwork workshop, which we do have an amazing breathwork workshop coming Mm -hmm. up. And he's like, breathing is good. Breathing is good. And I was like, that is... And I was like, okay. And then when we went, we're like, okay. And now we're really excited about, you know, this interview we have coming up. And he's like, well, so you guys, what is... uh, What's one thing that you guys have uh, wanted to talk about on the podcast, but you haven't yet? (laughs) And I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh my gosh, where are we going to go with this? Because I'm like, me and him could go all over the place. So I'm like, what are we going? And then what do we... I don't even know what we said. I don't remember that question. What did I say? Who knows? I was just confused. I was kind of trying to think of where he's going. So I was like, I... There's a lot, I guess. And he's like, well, you know, I've been wanting to talk about... What was it? Oh. There was some like quantum physics video he watched last night or something. Yeah. Dude, I don't even know. You guys, I don't, we don't even know. We'll forget it. But it was like riffing and rambling. And it was so... It, I, my face, honestly, I was like in a state of shock. I, well, I was trying so hard not to laugh. Like we were laughing. We were like, laughing. I was trying not to laugh at, at him. Do you know what I mean? Because yes. I didn't want to, but yes. I was just like, this is hilarious. I was almost like an outsider where I was like, this is hilarious. Because you saw me being like... Yes, I saw you. Yeah. What, being kind of controlling and like, what's going on here? <laughs> And we're on a time crunch. She's literally texting me during it being like, you can cut that last part. Yeah, literally the last part. I was like, just cut that. Like it was, it was kind of whatever, but oh my God, it was. It was very sweet. It was so fucking hilarious. I mean, it was like, what? Because sometimes he's like, let's start a YouTube channel. I'm like, okay, what's it about? And he's like, you know, we could like figure it out. Like we could do like trivia. We could do I mean, that's your hell snacks. not to have a plan. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, okay, dude. And it's my hell to like drag him around to do freaking YouTube all day. To totally. be like, hey, you ready to record? Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me 20 minutes and be ready in like four hours. It's just cats. That's it. That's the YouTube channel. That's our YouTube channel's cats. For sure. Literally. Easy. It's disgusting. <laughs> uh, my, I texted my family. I was like, they're like, are you coming home for Christmas? I was like, I don't think so. I've got, you know, 
I've got baby kittens now. And my sister's like, aren't they like eight months old? (laughs) I was like, yeah, no, they're actually baby kittens and I bottle feed them. (laughs) Can you bring cat? You don't want to bring them on a plane. No. No. Weird. It's not weird, but... Yeah. I mean, can you imagine, dude, being on a plane? Meow, meow, meow. And they're just terrified. Yeah, I'm actually... I I get weirded out with animals on planes. I don't mind it, but I just actually feel... I'm like, what is the animal feeling? I know. Something with the air pressure, I bet, is like, is really Inse- just... And just the noise. Yeah, I know. It's loud as shit. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do, but gotta I'm not do bringing it. my cats to Ohio for five days. <laughs> that would be like... <laughs> that would truly be like therapy animals. <laughs> they honestly would have the little red vests around their chests and they'd be like, these are my anxiety animals. And they'd <laughs> be have like... Them wrapped around your yeah, neck. They'd be like running in circles. <laughs> They're like on top of everything, like going crazy. <laughs> it's like Ruth from Love on the Spectrum with her snake. Oh my she gosh, She brings yes. her everywhere. That'll be your kitties around That will be neck. the best. If you guys have watched Love on the Spectrum, if you have not, you need to watch it. I watched it for the whole season for a second time and it was even better. No way. Yeah. That's a good one. Dylan Dylan loved it. And I was like, oh, this is like, this is the vibe right now. Yes. Very just like positive, feel good. Also just like human. Humans. I'm like, I just want, yeah. It just gives you a different perspective. 100%. Beautiful. I tried to watch The Departed. Which is like a famous... <laughs> which is not Love on the Spectrum. Which is not Love on the Spectrum. Have you seen it? Um, it's like Jack Nicholas, no. Leo Mm-mm. DiCaprio. Nope. I was like, okay. like I was trying to be like a normal person on earth. I was oh, like, oh, yeah. let's watch a classic movie. Leonardo DiCaprio, big star, big names, <laughs> big budget. Five-hour movie. Literally. I'm like, let's do this. And then after like 15 minutes, I was like, why does he have someone's hand cut off another person's body in his hand in this meet, like it was just so weird. I was like, why are they beating each other up? Mm-hmm. There, and they were saying crazy language. Yeah. I'm not a language snob, but like the what they were saying was really crazy. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Yeah. I like freaked out. I was like, to Justin, I was like, I can't do this. I'm done watching this movie. He's like, do what I do. <laughs> this is what you do when you watch movies. You you tell yourself that they're fake when you're watching it so that you can watch them. <laughs> beat each other up. Is that what you, you do? Know it's fake. I was like, is that what you do? And he, I was like, okay, I'm not doing that because the whole movie is the point for me to like not sit there and be like, this is fake. <laughs> He's like, it's okay, Pete. It's fake. I'm like, thanks, dad. I know it's fake, but it's still gross. Yes. it's That's one of the things about a relationship. It's like things that you want to do together, but because you just don't want to watch the same things. Jenna I mean, Zoe you guys was talking about that. Lot, but it's kind of hard. Yeah. Jenna Zoe was talking about that. She's like, I don't want to watch TV. Mm-hmm. She's like, and Phil loves to chill and watch TV. And Justin's the same. Like, could chill and do that all day. We tried to watch South Park the other day. Oh. It was so weird at my house. <laughs> Literally, we're watching weird. It's so weird. We're trying to catch our our, our correct wave and it is like, yeah. what the fuck? Just off. Literally, I'm in eighth grade again watching South <laughs> We tried. It wasn't, it wasn't really happening. By the way, everyone... Happy Thanksgiving. Happy tea give. Oh, bless. I hope you guys are... We record this a little bit in oh, advance. Oh, bless. Uh, we'll Blessings this... and tidings to you and your family. Truly. One for all. But I, I imagine most of y'all are going to listen to this not on Thanksgiving. Yeah, not on tea give. But hey, for hey, our maybe. loyals we love that are you. sitting at the Thanksgiving table with AirPods in. <laughs> mad love. Mad, mad love. Uh, 
But today is actually a perfect episode for Thanksgiving yes. if you want to do an Ayurvedic Thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> actually, this episode with Kani is incredible. He yeah. is like so charismatic and cool and clear. And I feel like I learned so much about how to take care of myself from an Ayurvedic perspective, but more so just from a natural holistic perspective and talking about the ways in which he's really helped himself heal naturally from anxiety and trauma um, was really, really powerful and beautiful. And I really love too that when we talked about herbs, which is how he pronounces it, and I'm trying to do it too, <laughs> herbs. How he, when we talked about herbs, we were like very prescriptive with mm-hmm. things. So I think that this episode is not only really helpful, but I think people will feel really good about like next steps if they were interested yeah. in exploring Ayurvedic herbs and ways in which they can help cure anxiety. Definitely. And we've done episodes on Ayurveda before, but again, this just was really beautiful to bring in that personal piece. He lost his brother in a tragic accident accident. And that was, you know, the, um, just started this spiral of anxiety, panic attacks. And because of everything that's going on now too, I I can imagine that a lot of you are just feeling kind of lost in that area and feeling so, you know, um, overwhelmed by anxiety. And so there are lifestyle changes, nutrition changes, um, and other, you know, things that you can do that live under the Ayurvedic umbrella that you can modify to feel so much better. So we talk about the doshas too. We Mm -hmm. review that, which is always good to review. Um, I feel like I'm changing my dosha all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't really know uh, what I am. It literally just depends. (laughs) Um, But Guni started Uveda. So Uveda has been a partner of ours uh, for a while now. And we just love them so, so much. They have Ayurvedic supplement kits and essential oils. Um, Their mood pills. It's a freaking work. So good. Dude, I used to bring their mood pills when we were traveling all the time and it changed my life. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I can now do this. And they also have, they have mood, they have mood, body, immunity, digestion. Uh, they have a packet for your joints. And all of this is just using these really powerful herbs. So uh, we love this brand. Thank you, Gunny. You're amazing. Love talking. I was like, can we come over? I know. <laughs> He's like, I I'm know. in Dallas. I'm like, mm. yeah, this is just we'll like visit. a really enjoyable conversation. And I'm excited. Yeah. And anyone who is wanting uh, more support during this season and headed into 2021, we have all of our new paradigm workshops in the shop right now. Mm -hmm. They're available for you to purchase. We had them live uh, this fall. And now, you know, you can get a workshop on... uh, sex and intimacy and relationships with Dr. Holly uh, and Shanae Alexander. We have a workshop with Ngozi. She is a beautiful poet and life coach and she did a poetic medicine workshop. We had a breathwork workshop with Jenna Reese, um, which was so powerful. So it runs the gamut and we we got you. So you can go to shopalmost30.com. Yeah, we got some goods in there. And then on all the socials, you know, Almost 30 Podcast, you can find us on YouTube. We're doing video so you can see our faces if you would like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and all of that. And we're really looking forward to 2021 with y'all. We have really exciting things coming. We're going to be doing a membership. So we would love all of your input and insight. We want to make this membership together with you in mind. So always keep us open and posted with feedback on what you guys are looking for there. We love you so much. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you on the other side. Yeah, see you soon.
We're so we're so excited to chat with you. Thank you, um, thank you, guys. Truly. My pleasure. Yeah, it's, is, it's just awesome to see you guys. Like, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm a fan. We feel the same way. We feel the same <laughs> way. And we just we just start rolling, and it's very conversational. But yeah, I think you know from very early on in um, our podcasting journey and conversations we were having, Ayurveda was one that came up as just people being curious about just as they explore you know, a more holistic uh, health approach. I'd love to just start with with your story. I I love your story and know it because I know the brand, but I'd love to share it with our audience. Absolutely. So first and foremost, thank you guys so much for having me on. You know, I, I'm, I'm really honored. Your guys' podcast does so many amazing things. And especially right now, I think it helps people just connect. And you guys have you guys have the diversity of topics, but what I love about you guys is you guys keep it real. And I think that's a connection. I mean, a lot of people are not able to connect like that. So I want to thank you guys for that. So my story, I mean, I, I grew up in a household where my father and his brothers are all, they moved here with Ayurvedic degrees. Okay. They, 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 they had proper Ayurvedic degrees in India, but over here, Ayurveda is not a licensed form of, of medicine. You can be an Ayurvedic practitioner, but it's not treated as an official degree certified form where even insurance will accept it. So you're kind of just like, you're, you're in practitioner, which is in the realm of like, you know, some certain health coaches and other things like that. So you are a practitioner, but not an official licensed one. Okay. So a lot of things are happening to change that up. But my dad recognized that and he even came here and he got some flack for it too. He, people, even in his, his, his community were like, no one's going to take you seriously. Like, what is that voodoo stuff? Go get a degree. And he's like, well, I don't really like the medical system here. And and so he he kept on searching and searching. And back in the day, they didn't have Google. So he opened up <laughs> good old yellow pages and he found a school by the name of Bastyr. Bastyr was one of the first naturopathic schools. And he's like, oh my God, this is interesting. And it resonates. And he's like, he connected the dots. So he got his naturopathic degree because it connected so much to Ayurveda. And then he was able to use the foundation of Ayurveda and add naturopathy on top of it. So how does it connect to me? Well, I mean, I grew up in that whole realm where we would eat the food that was cooked in front of us. Yoga was introduced to me at like age four. Meditation, whether I knew what the heck I was doing at that age or not, was there. You know, sit cross-eyed, do this, visualize. I still remember a very interesting story, uh, Lindsay and Krista. One day, I just couldn't fall asleep. I was nine years old or something like that. I was like, Dad, my mind is just racing. What do you? What should I do? Usually, you know, maybe people would be like, Hey, just I'm I'm a father now. Just be like, just go to sleep. What do you, What do you mean? Just just close your eyes and do it. But he told me he goes, close your eyes and just recite Om over and over again. Visualize it in your head and recite Om, Om, Om. What's crazy is to this day, I was eight years old. To this day, that was the most peaceful sleep I have ever gotten. I'm not saying I don't sleep well, I do, but it's just interesting. And so, you know, I would take, I would be the kid who'd bring his lunch and it would be of Indian, Indian stuff. And, and other kids would look at me and be like, what the heck is that? Sometimes it wouldn't like the smell or anything like that. But I grew up in this. I mean, I was deep in it. My dad would make tinctures. I would see him treating people um, at his clinic and people would come in with like a loss of hope, but would, what would, would consult with him and the Ayurvedic consultation would be very deep and very precise and would leave like with a relief that, Hey, somebody actually asked me what my emotional state was, like what my relationship was. They didn't just prescribe something, spent 10 minutes. No, it was a full hour and they would feel relieved just being heard. 
And so I saw that. But it wouldn't be until 2006 where I would really connect the dots when, as, as I've shared with you guys before, in 2006, you know, I, I had a very tragic thing happen. My younger brother, he passed in a car accident at the age of 16. I mean, I was literally talking to him probably about 15 to 20 minutes before it happened. I mean, just normal kid. I was 21. He was 16. We had a five-year gap. Just normal stuff like what we're thinking. Hey, what are you doing? Are you going to... I was in college. Are you going to come over, stay with us? Make sure you tell mom and dad this time. Otherwise, they're going to get upset at you. Just tell them you're spending the night and where are we going out and and are you bringing stuff? So all that stuff. And then within 20 minutes, our our whole life had changed. His friend called me hyperventilating. Um, Long story short, you know, he told me he's in, in a car accident. I tried to call his phone, nothing, couldn't reach him. We went to the scene of the accident. His car is there. Firefighters tell us to turn back and you can't come here. I'm like, but I'm the brother. Where do I go? Like, what do we do? He's like, go to the hospital. And I'm like, is he okay? Is he okay? Is he okay? And I, I want to, I look back and I really want to give it to them because I think they, they're so good at handling it. I mean, they, they didn't tell you really anything to get your false hopes up. And at the same time, also just, their composure, you know, they're like, Hey, please just, we, we advise you go to the hospital. And obviously you get there and you have this sinking feeling in your, in your gut and you just know, and you know, that set me up to experience something that is a complete reverse of the natural process. If you guys think about it. Okay. Somebody told me this and it was really interesting. They're like, we're not programmed to have the youngest member of our family pass first. It's grandparents, then the parents, then you go. And then eventually he goes, when things turn around, there's nothing out there that can prepare you for. I don't, you could read all the books. You could do that. When you experience it, it is different because it's different per person of how you react emotionally and how you were supposed to react. None of us are really taught how to properly grieve. And I think that's one of the things I wish I had listened and paid more attention to what my dad was teaching because Ayurveda goes over this. I, 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 I kind of spent early years really into Ayurveda and then in my teen years, you know, we all rebel and everything kind of went away from it and then eventually came back. So what happened was when all that stuff is happening, I turned into a zombie. I didn't know anything. I heard this advice, um, well-intentioned advice. How I interpreted it was my fault. Somebody said that, hey, be strong for your parents, okay? I took that to mean that Lindsay and Krista, I cannot show any emotions. I got to be a stick. I can't cry. My mom is is going crazy. She's passed out so many times, just overwhelmed. And my dad is also, you know, he's expressing too, as, as he should. Everybody else is expressing. My best friends are, are bawling and I'm there just still. And, and I'm like, I look back, I'm like, that was, I should have been doing that, you know? And I will tell your audience right now, before kind of, I usually, I usually go a little bit further, but I'll tell you your audience right now, you guys, the grieving process and why we cry and why we cry because Sometimes the emotions are too much to be expressed and the body only has one thing to do and cry. The expression of crying is also letting it go, okay? I'm not saying it's all going to drain out, but the letting go is sometimes the emotional intelligence of the body just being, hey, look, I can't hold on to it more or I can't feel it anymore. This is too much. Let me just cry. The strength comes in actually feeling the emotion. But what I did was I I just depleted it, depleted it, depleted it. And emotion, energy and motion has to be either felt, expressed. It's, it's energy is neither created or destroyed. It's just moved, right? So when I didn't do that, it just manifested in my body. 
and it manifested horribly into deep depression, anxiety, PTSD. Six months later, when I was ready to move on, when I was ready to kind of be like, okay, let's let's do this. Come on, I got it. My brother had a lot of goals. I want to help him accomplish it. I just went just flat on my face. I mean, just horrible. And those days were just, I mean, I, I don't wish those upon anybody. Luckily, this is when my story connects. My dad came back in my life again. And he's like, he's like, man, like, I know what's going on with you, but I was afraid if I told you, you wouldn't be ready for the help. I'm glad you're coming to me because I know that means you, you actually want the help. And it's a big difference as maybe you guys have experienced too, when you try to help somebody rather than when they actually want the help. Because when I wanted, I was all in. And he, he told me certain things. I, I did a specific routine for my anxiety. Um, it's called the Linden method. I followed that structure, but then I also put incorporated Ayurvedic herbs. Um, I started learning how to actually uh, feel my emotions. My dad taught me that the, the, through yoga, we changed up my diet dramatically. Um, I started spending more time and in, in, in with my family, I started getting more uh, involved in getting my attention away from how I felt and into the creativity. See, the most, one of the most important and powerful things is when you're in that state and you're, you're sick and tired of feeling sick and tired, that is motivation A. But motivation B should be, what can I go out and create in this world? Find the passion. It was when all those things connected that within 30 to 45 days, it's completely gone. And I thank Ayurveda for that. I thank my dad. I thank the, the, the Linda method, of course. But it was all those things that paired together. And for people listening, it's, it sounds like a lot, but it's not. It was just simple behavioral changes, simple things that anybody, anyone can do. And it, honestly, I'm not, I don't want to make it, I got to have a checklist of this, this, this. No, it's simple things that are counterintuitive to what the mind wants to do, to what you need to do. Because deep down inside, we are... As humans, we are meant to continue to move on, okay? When we get stuck is when the resistance comes. And I don't care anybody that wants to argue with that. Come to me and, and we'll have that argument, but you are meant to move on. The homeostasis balance in your body is meant to continue to take you into balance. When you're off that balance, tell me how comfortable it is and how long can you keep on getting uncomfortable and then tell me if you want to move on or not. So that's what I experienced and that's why we created Uveda is to at least help people experience that because there's so many others that are probably suffering. And that's kind of been my mission. And, and I feel grateful that I went through that um, and just to be able to share that with people. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is, um, that is, yeah, such a powerful story. And, you know, on the other side, you realize why it happened and, it's so beautiful too that your dad waited till you came to him. That's mm-hmm. like very next level, like mental he, Jedi. <laughs> he could see that I was suffering. I mean, it, he he was like, it was tough because you're my son, but I knew I knew you weren't going to be receptive to it um, unless you came. And yeah, I'm so glad I did. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, because usually with parents, it's like, you know, they know that, but then they just go above that and just really want to be in it. And it's just so powerful that it worked out that way. I wanted to ask about the Linden method. So that is, that's for anxiety reducing and PTSD? Yes. 
that's exactly what it's for. It was developed by a man named Charles Linden, and it's a structure um, that you follow. And I would highly recommend you guys. I, I'm very good friends with him. Um, I would highly recommend you guys have him on because the man, I, I would label him as probably the world's leading expert on anxiety. I mean, hands down. I've never met somebody with more knowledge. Uh, my dad can vouch that too, just based on the stuff. Yeah. So it, it, I, it's the structure that got rid of, that helped me get rid of the anxiety. And then the Ayurvedic herbs and the Ayurvedic stuff put me back into that true balance. Right. And, and everything just from there has been wonderful. Yeah. Can you go into what's involved in the structure? Yeah. So basically what, what he says is there's, there's nine or 10 pillars that you follow. And those pillars are made up of certain behaviors that a lot of people that come into the, the anxiety pattern that they keep on doing. So for example, one of the things is, and I probably don't want to go into all of it because I know some of the stuff he, he probably wants to share as well. But one of the, st- the things is a lot of people that are on the anxiety pattern, they keep on researching. What can I do to get better? What can I do to get better? What can I do to be- get better? And that simple behavior is pro-anxiety. It's not against it. When you shift that mindset, your mind begins to behave differently. And you basically, it's it's you take this and you bring the anxiety out. It's a very structured process, but it's so simple and it really helps people. I mean, it helped me. I mean, I, as soon as that was there, I was like, okay, how do I put my rest of my body back in balance? Okay, the herbs, the Ayurvedic lifestyle, the 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 other things. And so that's, that. it, it just, it was a perfect pattern. Yeah, you, know? you could see with that kind of thing, it's like reinforcing the belief that you're not okay. So it's like, yes. and it's also to like avoidance of feeling when you're doing something like that. You know, you're not actually exploring the actual reasons. You're sort of, trying to ask others what your potential reasons could yep. be. So yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. You hit but- it right on the head. And, and that's what happens to people that are in that pattern. They always think something's wrong. Yeah, Reality is nothing is wrong with you, but your subconscious has that belief that something is wrong. And, and his method helps people get out of that. You know, I mean, and <laughs> if I tell you how quickly it works, like he's told me he's had people that have had OCD for 25 years. They do it. And he's, he's helped people within hours. Within hours. So, I mean, definitely one person I would highly recommend. I think you guys should have on. Uh, he's genius. I mean, I, I love him. I'm super grateful. But then, you know, that's that's for anxiety and PTSD. And then, of course, the, the Ayurvedic philosophy constantly believes in just balance, you know. And then you got to be... My diet was also super critical. I wasn't eat, eating right. Um, and with the Ayurvedic uh, diet that was specifically for me, really, you know, there's a second gut in the mind, in the, in the, there's a second mind in the gut. And that was super critical for me to continue to support that balance. Because no matter what, you could do that. And I could end up right back because if I didn't change my other stuff, you know, it's all, it all goes hand in hand, which is why Ayurveda is so amazing because it looks into every facet. And I think you guys have also asked for, for you know, the eight, different components. And if you think about it, 5,000 years ago, guys, they were thinking about this. I mean, how um, I was, I was talking to my wife and I was like, you know what? I really want to prepare and make sure I know everything. And I was doing some extra research and I was like, I'm blown away at the facets of the different types of medicine and the different subsects that they had 5,000 years ago. I mean, (laughs) yeah, truly, truly. It's actually so interesting to yeah go that far back and understand that like the foundational principles have always been there. And then as we layer on pharmaceuticals and power and money and all of this stuff, it just kind of 
so much of it gets lost. But I'd love to know specifically before we pull up and talk about sure, sure. you know the branches of Ayurveda, what specifically you were eating and the herbs you were taking for your anxiety and PTSD. Absolutely. So I was put on ashwagandha, a very specific dose that was that was for me it was kind of higher because just I needed it. Ashwagandha is an adaptogen. Okay, for people that maybe are familiar or not familiar, adaptogen, the adaptogenic herbs, and there's many of them, not just ashwagandha, act to work with your body's environmental stress. And specifically, ashwagandha acts with the cortisol level. Okay, your cortisol is supposed to be the highest in the morning. Why? Because well, let's get going. Sun rises. Let's go. Let's do our thing. And it's supposed to level off in the evening because, again, why? Because it's the rhythmic clock. I mean, you're working with the mother nature. You're supposed to go back and get get ready for bed, get ready for sleep, rejuvenate the body, and it's supposed to work in harmony. Again, okay, balance. But when things like this happen, extra stress happens, that thing gets thrown totally off. So your cortisol can remain high, which is not good, which means high stress, adrenal fatigue, brain fog, all that. So ashwagandha goes into the body, recognizes that, and it says, hey, hold on, guys, Like you're, you're, you're off whack. And it adapts the body to bring it back into balance. Now, how does it work in reverse? Let's say your cortisol is just so low right? I mean, it's the opposite too, right? You, you, you could be just adrenally, not only fatigued, but it could be the opposite of that as well. Um, and, and at the end of the day, it recognizes that and it brings it back up into balance. So it's a very intelligent herb. Um, you'll also see ashwagandha paired up with a lot of prop, popular products just because it's, an, it's called the intelligent herb. It's super intelligent. It supports a lot of other things. And in Ayurveda, it's also, I mean, it's, I guess, one of the nicknames. It's like, it's, it's, it's a strength of like a thousand horses. It's a powerful <laughs> herb. Wow. Yeah. It's something that we've now, you know, we now are privy to. And I know for me, you know, with my anxiety and depression, I've taking mood has been like a game changer. It's like, I actually truly can tell when I take it and when I don't, my mood is actually truly better. And it was so key when we were on tour, you know, the past two years, like, cause we'd be traveling and we're meeting tons of people and we're doing all these things. And I like needed it. And I, you know, understanding the herbs in there was like also really helpful for me. So I would love to break down, you know, what is in mood and just some of the other herbs besides ashwagandha that people can think about taking for like better mental health. Absolutely. So, you know, with, with mood, one of, whenever we create a formula guys, it's, it's really important for us to honor the principles of Ayurveda and principles of Ayurveda is that Individually, things work really well. But when you combine it in an intelligent way, especially herbs, because they're super intelligent, plants have an intelligence on their own that a lot of times we sometimes even overlook. That's why our doctors, my father is one, and then we also have a resident doctor, they like to make proprietary blends that complement each other. Okay. Ashwagandha is in there, but so is saffron. Now, you guys have all experienced saffron because maybe you've, you've gone out and you've, people have sprinkled saffron on. What is saffron's purpose? The aroma itself is supposed to be enlighten your mood, okay? Saffron has been known by, for centuries to be an amazing mood enhancer, okay? So saffron is also in there and that helps you kind of um, start to begin to elevate your mood, okay? A positive side effect, I guess, is it's also a good sexual tonic. I mean, it also helps with that as well. So that's also a very good uh, positive for, especially for people in, in that stage, because that also, you know, sometimes gets depleted. 
Then what we also have is Bacopa. And saffron, by the way, guys, you can get it in your food too. It doesn't have to be in a supplement. And you can get it in your food, just make sure you cook it properly and, and all that stuff. Then we also have Bacopa. Bacopa helps you get the memory retention and the focus, which gets lost. Okay. And that is super important in there because a lot of times when people are, are anxious or they're depressed or something, I mean, that focus, that that memory retention just gets just it gets bogged down because of the imbalance that's there. And Bacopa really comes in and really helps with that. Then another one that I really like and one of my favorite ones that, that a lot of people talk about is, is Shilajit. Shilajit is a wonderful herb. It's a mineral pitch, actually. And what Shilajit does is it takes the rest of the herbs and gathers them together and assimilates it into the body so you get more of those herbs in there. So it's it's a mineral pitch that helps you assimilate and actually makes the other herbs more bioavailable. Hence, the whole grouping concept. And then what else is in there is L-theanine. As you know, L-theanine is really good for helping you calm down. Then we also have uh, magnolia bark, which is also really good for brain support. We have macuna in there. Macuna purines are very essential because macuna purines actually get your body going into that, that nice dopamine phase that is healthy, actually a healthy dopamine phase, not like the unhealthy one. And then what we do is we round it off with a very high-grade food, similar to food multivitamin. And it's a delayed-release multivitamin. Why is it a delayed-release? Because most multivitamins, you'll take it and then you'll, you'll excuse my language, but you'll piss it out, right? <laughs> but a delayed-release is meaning more of the nutrition and nutrients are remaining in your body longer in the day. So it helps magnesium, the vitamin, the, all the B12s, everything is in there, the zinc, the proper stuff, the vitamins D, vitamin C, that's remaining in your body for longer periods of time to help with that. So that's also really, you know, really good and interesting. But yeah, that's kind of what rounds out uh, mood and really makes it a, a great formula. And with the combination, again, Ayurveda believes in, in, in combining the combination of the herbs plus the multivitamins, they work together to help not only support mood, it lifts mood, reduces stress, helps you calm down. But then at the end of the day, it also naturally supports your brain's ability to get back into that balance. Yeah. Which is probably what you felt, Krista, when, when you were when you were taking it, you know? Yeah, I love it, honestly. I'd love to talk about, you know, going from mood and you mentioned the gut being the second brain and and we've talked a lot about that and how important it is. So I never think it's, you know, too much to talk about. I'd love to talk about the herbs and even like I don't know if you've experienced this, but like the lifestyle changes you've had to make in order to, you know, service a really um, thriving microbiome. Yeah, it's a great question. Ayurveda's famous quote is, when medicine or sorry, when diet is right, medicine is of no use. Mm -hmm. When diet is right, medicine is only going to be the thing that helps you. Okay. And the interesting thing is Ayurveda is based on a prevention model. Majority of it is prevention, which means, hey, why get the disease in the first place? Disease is not just, you know, the big ones like cancer and heart disease. Disease could be anything. Dis-ease. You're not, you're not ease. You're not comfortable. So it could be as something as simple as, as what you were saying, Lindsay, is like stomach upset, bloating, other things like that. But what Ayurveda believes is strongly is that digestion, the digestive agni is super important and critical to the overall health because of how important it is with having that second mind in the gut. And so much of the feel-good hormones, so much of the feel-good things are produced in the gut. That's why when you maybe eat certain things and you're like, oh man, I don't feel good. 
Well, it's interesting because not only do you not feel good in your, in your gut, you're probably not feeling good in your mind as well. That's why you say, I don't feel good, right? It, it's interesting, but then you, you learn to connect the mind to it too. Some of the changes that I made were I cut out dairy. Dairy was not very good to me. Um, anytime I do, it's, I, I indulge in dairy a little bit because I like ice cream. I'm human. Mm-hmm. What can I do? <laughs> I mean, but I pay so for it. You know, I pay for it. But I try to eat um, with my meats. I really don't do too much, uh, too many meats. I mean, on a weekly basis, maybe chicken and fish once a week. Majority of it is is um, greens, and majority of it is vegetarian based. Um, I will do more herbal teas instead of coffee, and my creamer will also be non dairy as well. Um, other than that, I try not to eat past 7 p.m. because the digestive fire is heaviest and, and strongest between 12 and 2 during during wherever you are in the world, 12 and 2. It's the sun's the highest too. That's with the sun being the highest, the digestive fire is is the highest. So you'll mm. you'll absorb the food the quickest. You will most likely can get away with the biggest meal. That should be the biggest meal. You'll 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 absorb it better. And after seven, the digestive fire just kind of goes. So anytime you eat past that, you're more likely going to disturb your your bodies. You may not get the best sleep. You're going to add some weight to it, um, to your body, and then probably not digest the food that it should be because the digestive fire has been kind of decreased naturally. And so those are some of the things and, and changes that that I made. Yeah, the digestive fire is fascinating. Mm-hmm. That whole you know that concept because I remember. There was, this is kind of a silly example, but I remember thinking for a long time, like, oh, drink cold water because you'll burn more calories because you're trying to warm (laughs) it up by your body. But then when I found Ayurveda, it was, you know, drinking like room temperature water so that you don't put out your digestive fire. Even more when you're, when you're eating and you, and you, some people just have the habit, right? They just need something. And I tell them, okay, if you don't want to quit cold turkey, sip warm water. So you could take a bite, but just sip like a little sip. And then eventually you get it. It's okay. What happens is your saliva already has the perfect balance to break down the foods into the enzymes and everything else that you need to get it there. So when you put in water, when you're eating the food and you take in water, it flushes it all down. So realistically, the water is battling with that. That's why you don't really want to drink water right when you're eating. And you either want to do it a little bit before or a little bit after. And again, like you were saying, Krista, it should be room temperature and warm. So mm, I remember we heard that with Hannah Brumpman. Yeah. There was a, someone we had on the podcast and we were like, what's one of the tips that you've learned being like a health influencer? And she's like, no water 30 minutes before, no water 30 minutes after, no water like, during. We're going to do And it. I was like, was I'm going to do that for three weeks. <laughs> it is. It, it, is it, becomes a ha- it becomes a habit, right? Yeah. What what if what is the American culture, the standard American diet told us? I mean, let's go to the extreme. McDonald's. You get your fries, your burger, and what else? Your Coke. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you doing? You're eating the fries, you're eating it, and you're sipping the soda. But I mean, that's it's it's become a habit. And and honestly, I'm guilty of it sometimes. I'll, when I when I go out in, in into the restaurants, I like the 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 sparkling water, mm-hmm. the Pellegrino with the lime. And and my wife will look at me and be like, see, you're doing it, you're doing it. I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> you're like, don't tell my team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, don't let Krista and Lindy know right, or yes. Lindsay know right now. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I'd love to briefly just talk about the branches of Ayurveda so that people uh, who don't know can become even more familiar. 
absolutely. So do you, I think if, if it may help to kind of give the overall kind of just the basic, like yeah. to me, Ayurveda, so before the branches, Ayurveda is considered a 5,000 year old science that was founded in India. And it's interesting when, when, when people, when I break down the word Ayurveda, so AYU guys is life and VEDA is science or knowledge. Mm. So it's life science, life knowledge. Right? I mean, even the word in itself is just, I mean, it, it's there to be explored and there to be lived by. So what are the eight branches of, of Ayurveda? And it's really interesting that, I mean, all of these things make so much sense. And when I was kind of doing the research on it a little bit, it just, it just fascinated me that Ayurveda has so many things in it that are all belonging to the the, the eight little the, the eight branches. But before, do you guys want to cover um, the doshas or what do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The doshas would be great. I never, the doshas are like, you can, what confuses me is you can be like some and then like, like changes, mm-hmm. like the changing confuses me. Same. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is with the doshas, most, you're most likely born one dominant dosha. Okay. Vata, pitta, or kapha. And, what, oh, yeah, I think I'm Pitta. Um, I don't know what I am. Pitta. Me... I've been told Pitta and Vata. Uh, yeah. I have a Kapha we, we, face, you... but I'm a Pitta. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. You're actually... Thanks. Who did the... Uh, did you guys get the, the consultations done? Or would, did, would you guys have a guest on that kind of... I did, did that. that um, I was went to Art of Living Retreat Center in Boone, ah, North Carolina yes, yes, and yes, did it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's really good. I mean, that's that's basically you know you, you guys did a really good job because that is actually you know somebody that so the constitutions basically what it is is like I was saying is Ayurveda bases things that, that we're all we're all following five elements we're eth- air ether is space earth fire and water we're a combination of all five to a varying amount right what happens is. Ayurveda takes these five elements and puts them into the doshas. Doshas are basically different energies, vata, pitta, and kapha. Vata is made up of the air energy, think air plus space. Pitta is made up of fire and water, and kapha is more earthy. Which which maybe at, at this point you guys are kind of like that's interesting because you can start connecting some of those things. Now, uh Krista, with with you said your your pitta you had as well in you a little bit? Yes. Do you do you tend to and you don't have to answer this if you want, but I'm a pitta and sometimes it happens. Do you tend to get hold on to things or get a little angry yes. when it's easier than okay? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. That is that is definitely <laughs> yes, I do. that. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> Fire and so, water, baby. That's me. Ex- mm. Exactly. And then some digestion will also impact you, right? Mm. Because sometimes you'll have too much of the digestive fire, especially in the summer seasons when you want to keep it more cool. Yeah. So so that's kind of the, the difference. And and basically, I mean, you can be all three. At, at any time, and you can also rotate through that. But what is interesting is you will always have one dominant um, constitution that'll help you in, in, in kind of really seeing, you know, what you are, and that'll help build that personalized plan. So, what are the eight branches of Ayurveda? Now, I'm not going to say the Sanskrit names because they're even hard for me to pronounce, <laughs> and I don't think they'll be they'll be very beneficial. But if you think about it, five thousand years ago. Ayurveda started putting different forms of medicine and, and the science into eight different branches. What they did was general medicine. And what general medicine comprised of is basically describes the like ailments of adults not treated by other branches of Ayurveda. General medicine, like think of your, your family physician. You go in there, you have something wrong, you got a cold, you got a flu. 
it's one of the subsects is general medicine. Then it also had pediatrics. I mean, with postnatal baby care, with children. And it was very specific that you do this and this to the kids because they're not ready and they're not, they're not ready at that stage. You don't give them the following herbs either or the following tinctures because either their immune systems cannot take it or their nervous systems will not be able to take it. So the intelligence is super there. Mm. Then they also had psychiatry, of course, dealing with, with the mental. Because in Ayurveda, whatever you can tell the mind to do, the body follows. And that is a very important thing. I'll repeat that. Whatever you can tell the mind to do, the body follows and the healing begins. Surgery was also one. And it was interesting. My dad tells me that it, it's crazy. I mean, I, I don't know where he finds this stuff, but he, told, he tells me that sometimes um, that they would do surgery and they would have like people that had amputated arms. And back then there's documentation that they would make like, like limbs and people could, could gain function back then. I mean, he, he's a, he's a research like buff, so I don't debate it. They would make limbs. What do you mean? Like, sorry. uh, Like they they would have, they would attach like wooden things so people could regain the the motor function that had lost maybe their, their forearm and stuff. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's documented in there. I mean, it, it's crazy. And that's 5,000 years ago. They would have performed cataract surgery. There's documents of that. So the eyes were also you know, done as well. Then there's also ENT is in there, ear, nose, and throat, toxicology. Um, it's interesting because it, they wanted to make sure certain herbs, <laughs> I mean, what we, what we relate to now is certain herbs can be extreme aphrodisiacs and, and, and other things that if not taken with the proper care can also cause damage. What's an aphrodisiac again? Like mushrooms and, and other oh. things that kind of alter, alter, alter the state of um, your mind. Would and, that and be a psychedelic? Like that. Or is it, that's it's just... actually, yeah, psych, sorry, psychedelics. Yeah, sorry. Okay. I meant psychedelics. Because yeah, aphrodisiac so psychedelic. is like, it actually increases your libido, right? That's what I yes, yes. Okay. Sorry, I apologize. Yes, Afro, uh, uh, psychedelic. Sorry, okay. I'm thinking the other one. Yeah, no, I, mean, I know it's like both. I know. I was like, are yeah. we, I'm down for. Are we having sex? Are we tripping? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. Going Sorry on? about what's that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mixed up. I think I'm. Yeah, psychedelic, psychedelic. So yeah, and they wanted to make sure that those were those were proper. And in toxicology, it's not just that that they also wanted to have the intelligence. Like, if I'm giving you ashwagandha, is it is it ashwagandha grown in the right environment, the right season? Are you guys doing the testing to make sure that there's not heavy metals in the ground where somebody has put in that material that's not wild harvested, meaning it's not from Mother Nature? So that was also an important aspect. Rejuvenation therapy, massage therapy is huge. Panchakarma is huge. That's also one of the things. Panchakarma gets the physical body's um, you know, energy and it's really good for inflammation. It moves to marma points. And then, oh, this is why, okay. And then they also had, this is why, this is why aphrodisiac was in there. They also had aphrodisiac, uh, Lindsay and Krista, treatment. And this branch deals with the increasing of, as you were saying, sexual vitality and efficiency. So it's in there as well. That's why I was, I was like, I knew I yeah. saw it somewhere. So yeah. <laughs> so those are the, kind of the eight branches of Ayurveda. And an Ayurvedic practitioner um, will we'll, we'll kind of go through certain things and based on what, what you need and where you are in your life, um, we'll do it. And I, and I think one of the other questions that you guys had was, what does an Ayurvedic consultation even look like, right? And I mean, I mean, I've seen it firsthand because I've seen my dad do it and it's actually a very detailed and complex process. What will happen is my dad does it based on Ayurveda and then also does it structurally like based on the modern technology that he has. Because again, he believes as consciousness evolves, we have to use what's available to us if it can help the practitioner or if it can help the patient. So 
he he starts off with taking a detailed history of the mental and emotional um, elements of what makes up a patient, um, because a lot of things start in the mind, and a lot of things sometimes are you know deal with emotional level that can cause other things. He also likes to use lab tests, you know that that blood test, certain other things. Then he'll do a proper Ayurvedic consultation, which he'll examine your tongue, look at your nails, your skin, and he'll do a pulse diagnosis. Which after doing a pulse diagnosis, he'll be able to tell you what constitution you are. I've seen my dad do a pulse diagnosis on somebody at a yoga conference and let them know that uh, their, their kidney was removed. Wow. And this person was floored. And wow. she's like, how did you do that? He's like, well, when certain organs of the body are removed, the, the heartbeat, the blood flow, and other things, he goes, just I me mean, doing it enough and intuitively, I can tell there's a difference in the rhythmic pattern. Wow. And he goes, it's, 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 if I were to teach you, it makes sense. The body is an energy being, right? So when certain organs may be taken out, it affects that normal, natural yeah. rhythm that I can feel, that I'm trained to feel. And so, I mean, I, when I, it was amazing because she kept coming back. She's like, what else? What else? What else? <laughs> everything like that. So, That's it. You get addicted. I mean, get yeah, yeah. And then once that is there, then an individual plan is created for that person for their mental, emotional, digestive issues and specific herbs are assigned. He always puts in yoga, breathing exercises. Mother nature is one of his treatments, uh, physical exercise. But the most important thing is adjusting your diet mm -hmm. um, and, and and really making sure to eat what's right for that person and eating what's in season, fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think that's powerful too, just like as, as pillars of Ayurveda, which is like eating what's in season, eating for your dosha, yoga. What was the other thing you said? Nature, meditation, nature, meditation, nature, nature. Yeah, nature. nature. Mm. Nothing better than Mother Nature therapy. Yeah. Truly. I was so interested when you were talking about the kids and like the right herbs for them, tinctures, etc. I'm curious, like, what you've been doing with? Do you have one child? More than one. Yeah, child? I do. Yeah, uh -oh. yeah, yeah. So I'm curious, like, what that looks like for children, because <laughs> um, it sounds really. Fun. So yeah, yeah. So Psychedelic children. No, not yet. <laughs> so with with children, because their immune system is is building, you know, and continues to build, kids will typically have one of one of three or one of two things that can really cause unrest for them. Their immune system, obviously, they get sick. Their immune comfort, you know, they they're around other kids and maybe they're, it's actually good when they're playing in the dirt, but a lot of immunitions, they get colic, they get digestive issues, constipation, or, or, you know, the other side, which is just diarrhea. So a lot of times what we do is we have specific things like tinctures that, that are lighter, lighter than what we would have. So instead of having a standardized extract, maybe we're, we are using certain things of turmeric or ginger. Ginger is like the grandma's tool, like passed down and Ginger in its liquid form mixed with a little bit of honey, a little bit of honey um, with hot water works wonders. It helps calm the, the stomach. It also helps the immune system. And then, of course, you know, other things that, that we do as well, we believe in massaging the, the child with, with ghee and coconut butter because it, it absorbs into the skin and, and really just helps loosen, loosen the child up. And of course, as much as you can get the child involved in, in having their hands dirty and, and dirt, going outside, um, getting that, that, that natural light as much as possible. That's honestly what it looks like. And then we try to have the diet be as natural to the, where the kid is as possible. 
you know, um, we don't do the formula and, and we don't do the other stuff that kind of, you know, that you can just get processed. It's much more whatever kind of we're eating. And as soon as he's ready for, you know, our, our kid was ready for it can bite and everything. And of course we kind of introduced him to uh, food, make sure the spices are, are, we're just very neutral because, you know, their digestive fire is not what, what ours is. It, it can't handle that sometimes. It's just too much. Make sure that is there and try to have not too bland, but kind of bland in a sense where they start to understand what they like. And then you can kind of add on a little bit, you know, like, so easy on the salt, easy on the sugar, of course. Uh, my son loves, loves, loves fruits. I mean, he could eat a whole watermelon. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he, he loves it. But yeah, that's the, that's the thing with kids. And every child is different. But it is important to realize that you have to be very careful about if you if, and don't think that oh yeah you know this is ashwagandha and it's a, it's a drop it's very different forms like there's ashwagandha for kids that are specifically created and and the the dosage and the strength is is reduced a lot because ashwagandha is powerful and mm. even trifala that is good for digestive aid and even amla and turmeric I love trifala yeah it's so, so good I think I think that would be the biggest difference Lindsay is is really that having and I've seen much more in the tincture form where I am tincture and liquid because obviously you know, a two-year-old is going to have the hardest time swallowing pills. I know our customers yeah. that we have don't like swallowing pills. So how can you imagine? <laughs> Do they call kids? you? <laughs> Lindsay, uh, don't you hate swallowing pills? Oh no, I'm very good at it now. Oh, yeah. everyone makes fun of me. I can like do it without water. Oh, well she does. Yeah. I think really? That's, yeah. That's, that's crazy. Amazing. It yeah. doesn't get stuck or you no. don't have that feeling of that's amazing. amazing. I'm like a lizard. You should <laughs> be doing it with, right down. Make sure you make sure you do it with food though. Yeah. Oh really? And, okay. Tell yeah. me more about that. I'll I'll tell you why. Okay. A food will help you get it down in your esophagus. And then the nutrition and the food and the nutrition and the capsules will combine. Mm. So that's why it's called the supplement, right? It's going to be supplementing the diet you're already taking. So yeah. any of the deficiencies in your diet are going to be supplemented with that. And it's just better to combine it that way. Is there any time of day? Do you recommend any time of day for supplements? It, it varies what you're taking. Like um, mood, I love to take it in the morning just because it gets my day going yeah. and it helps me with the stress throughout the day. And then the digestion one, yeah. I like to take it in the evening just because it helps break down all the all the food I've eaten. And then I think we can share on the show. And the next morning you have a healthy bowel movement. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Everybody, everybody a needs, day. Yeah, honestly. Everybody needs a healthy bowel movement. Honestly. Everyone needs it. It's <laughs> yeah. It you changes awesome. your whole day. Mm-hmm. It does. You know, right? like and everyone's had that one that they're like, oh my god, I feel amazing. Right? <laughs> I was telling her, I'm like, man, I need to go to like uh, our colon hydrotherapy. Yeah, we haven't been in so long, and I'm feeling just like a little like my yeah. my bacteria is just like mm-hmm, depressed bacteria, and I wanted to get out. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what's interesting. You know, what's interesting is when you do go there and, and you really take care of your digestive health, have you guys noticed that intuitively you will not want to touch the junk food? Yeah. Yes. Everything else just exactly. looks like, stop, like that, that can't be good. Yes. You know, and it's, it, but there's your body's intelligence coming in mm-hmm. and it's up to you to listen to it or up to you to be like, ah, forget it. I'm going to grab the Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> right? Is there something... Am I thinking of this right in Ayurveda about chewing your food? I have a problem where I oh, like yeah. don't chew my food very well. And I did have a colon hydrotherapy oh, session. Yeah. And she was like, that is yeah. an entire yeah. piece of X. And yeah, I was like, lettuce. oh my God. It was like sweet cream. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so it's, yeah, absolutely. You got to chew your food because there's a certain thing when you bite down, 
as the more you bite down, the more you're you're releasing more of the digestive enzymes and all the the saliva right. can go ahead and begin to take care of the food. If you're just if you just take it in one bite and it doesn't really get broken down, it's going to get stuck there and you could be dealing with constipation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the immunity, within the immunity pack, which I, we just got that one too. What are some of the herbs in the immunity pack that people should look out for, especially yeah, during this time? Amla. Amla is a wonderful antioxidant. It's been compared to be more powerful than vitamin C. Mm. Um, Andrographis paniculata, which is a very good antioxidant again, and it supports changing. Like when you're going into different changing environments, it really helps your body get prepared for any outside in, in invasion of, of what could compromise your immune system. And it's also immune boosting as well. We have a probiotic in there as well because probiotics, you know, healthy gut microflora helps boost the immune system uh, on, on its own. And then we also have, I said, the, the um, shilajit is also in there, again, to act and function to help kind of get more of the, of the amla and andrographis in there. So, I mean, it's a really nice blend. And with the immunity, what we've seen is that before you begin to kind of realize that, okay, I could be coming down with something or I'm just feeling a little, little off, is that's the perfect time to begin taking it because it'll really help boost up your immune system and really help you get going. And and really kind of counteract and 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 give you what is needed. Another one, another thing that's in there is is quercetin. So as you guys know, quercetin is also really helpful in in boosting the immune system. Um, and it's just a really good blend that's put together that that is immune boosting. It helps with the changing environments and it's antioxidant as well. Wow. Mm. Um, last question for me. I love your essential oils, and I was yeah. just curious about like aromatherapy as it relates to Ayurveda. Yeah. So the sense of smell is a very powerful... Ayurveda also goes into the senses. It's very powerful for... Because if you think about it, the sense of smell is connected directly to the mind, right? It, it goes and, and it, it impacts the, the, the front part of the mind that, that gets you kind of um, going. And, and the mood elevation. So with the My Healthy Mood Essential Oil... As soon as you put it on at certain marma points, it really helps to begin to release those feel-good feel good, feel good um, um, hormones and really helps you calm down. And what's really important is with the mind, as soon as it has a connection to the sense of smell. Now, let me just, let me just share, uh, share with you guys what I'm thinking about. When you guys smell coffee, you can probably connect it to the morning or a certain brand, right? When you smell fries, you can do the same thing again. Cookies, baking in the oven. So the sense of smell is also a psychological kind of thing that connects us to certain feelings and emotions, and which is why aromatherapy is super critical and can be very powerful as well. Now, the essential oils that we have is, is kind of different because we use them on the marma points as well. There's marma points that run all over the body and certain marma points help more. So digestion, there's certain different marma points of digestion uh, with the essential oils that kind of, you know, um, really help balance out that stuff as well. With mood, we say right here, right, right by, right on, close to the nose and in the mm. temples, because that is really where you'll begin to release the stress and also help elevate the the mood as well. And it provides a calming sensation, and it's just really good um, to to kind of put it on over there. And you, you, the aromas will kind of create a calming sensation in your olfactory senses, and from there, yeah. your mind. The, the marma, the marma points are like meridians. Yeah, similar. Cool. Very similar. Yeah. So meridians is Chinese and then yeah. Marma's Indian. Okay. Mm. Well, 
Indian or I mean, it's it's one of the same things. Yeah, there, right. There's different energetic points in your in your body that that you know whether it's an acupuncturist, an Ayurvedic practitioner, even chiropractors use it, right? I mean, chiropractors are aware of it as well. Wow. So when they're doing certain manipulations, um, if a lot of chiropractors mix in acupuncture too, because it is so powerful. Wow. Last question for me is about oil pulling. I want to talk about oil pulling as like an Ayurvedic practice and principle. Is that something that you do? I actually don't do oil pulling. I, I haven't tisk, done tisk. it in a while. It, I know, <laughs> I know. Tisk, it's tisk. <laughs> basically what it is is, and I think our good friend Sahara, she spoke, she speaks about it pretty uh, quite a lot. I mean, it's there's a lot of bacteria that's in the mouth, and it's interesting because it'll be used, and you kind of swish around uh, certain oils. That's why it's called oil pulling. It'll pull out the bacteria, the bad thing, and usually when you're done with it, it's going to be a white foam which indicates that you have ama. Ama is inflammation and ama is the not good stuff that you're not taking in. Or a lot of stuff can be seen on your tongue, you know? Like a lot of stuff can be seen like you're not digesting it, you have inflammation, or you're just not getting the right nutrients. And when you do that enough, it makes a huge difference, not only in your in your dental health, but also in your digestive health and other things as well. So um, oil pulling is interesting, but... It is difficult for a lot of people to do it because you do have to swish it around for a little bit and it doesn't always feel or taste good. It's very, it, it kind of becomes lumpy and clumpy. It just feels so, try it out. I mean, there's so many things that, that and, and you can even make it at home. The, the, the recipe is not hard to do and the proper one. I, I'm guilty of it. I don't do it too much as much as I should. Mm-hmm. I do the tongue scraping and that yeah. is interesting to always discover what the heck is on there. And it's, 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 the goal is to have it clear and that's tough. To I do. love a tongue scraper. Yeah. Truly. yeah. <laughs> it helps with sugar cravings, they mm-hmm. say, to get like, it does. the it does. bacteria off your tongue by tongue scraping. Mm. Yep. Yeah. The oil pulling, I usually do coconut oil, peppermint. Oh. And then you can mix it in together. And then if you yep. want like another oil, but I just like coconut mm-hmm. oil. It's yeah. Fine. It's really good, actually. That's really, that's a good combination. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you awesome. very much. <laughs> yeah, I love it though. It's been like, it makes my teeth white. It's really yeah. helped with my teeth whitening, like my teeth, overall teeth and gum health. Um, yeah. So that's one of the principles that I really love. But oh my gosh, this was so good. I so love that fun. everyone is leaving with like very actionable tips and resources and understandings of herbs and the principles oh, of you. Ayurveda. And yeah, I'm really excited for people to dig in. Um, and as you guys know, we have a code with Ayurveda. It is almost 30 for 30% off off and you can get mood, which is my favorite. You can get immunity. immunity. You can get... What other ones do we have? I mean, there's so many. Uh, joints. I love the joints, joints of course. Yes. Y'all, my knees. Justin, I had to get joints. Yeah. 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 I was it, worried for a second, but it's truly helped. It's been incredible. And then, yeah, there's there's mood, there's immunity, there's joints, there's body and digestion. That's my favorite yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? It's got the trifala in the digestion? It's got trifala, it's got probiotic, it's I'm got in. an enzyme, it's got a beta-glucan, it's got a multivitamin. It's got everything to have you poop the best. Yes, perfect. <laughs> I mean, if I can say it, it's no lack more. of better. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it really does. It's got the fiber that's needed. It's got the enzyme to help you break down foods. It's got the probiotic for the healthy gut bacteria. And then it's got trifala to help you make, make you regular. And it's also got curcumin. Now, that was an mm. interesting one for me to learn. I was like, why, why curcumin? Because... Your, your gut can get inflamed and, in, and curcumin helps with the inflammation. Yeah. Cool. Master anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Yes. So good. Yes. So yes. how can people find Uveda um, and more about Ayurveda? 
Absolutely. So you guys can go to our website, www.youveda.com. So once again, youveda.com. And just check out all the products there. You guys can use the code that's offered by Lindsay and Krista mm-hmm. um, on, on all purchases. And then we also have a knowledge center, which has everything to do with, with Ayurveda. I mean, we got articles, we got yoga poses, we got meditations, we got videos, we got lectures. So everything that if you're curious to learn more about the doshas, you're more interested to learn more about anything Ayurveda, it's, it's check it out. We got an extensive knowledge center over there. Um, and follow us on Instagram and, and Facebook. And of course, you know, uh, we'd love your guys' support and love to hear from you. Love it. So good. You crushed it. Thank you so much Thank for joining you guys. us. Thank you so Appreciate much. We'll see you. you and we'll see you soon in Texas. Yeah, we'll be in Texas. Yeah. Let's yeah. Go. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys, are you guys okay with the 98, 96 degree weather? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm cool with it. I'm fine. I don't wear makeup anyway. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm totally. Fine. I, I don't know if you guys saw my face is red because I'm out no. here and it's just a little hot. So. Yeah, my friend said yeah. today too. She's like, "Are you cool with like bugs?" I was like, yeah. "Wait, what are bugs? <laughs> we don't have bugs in California." Yeah, <laughs> it's true. They've moved too. Yeah, <laughs> well, be well. Love to thank your family, you and we really we so just much. love love working with you. So thank you, thank you so much. Thank you guys. So much. Thank you guys. We'll thank you, you so much. See Take you care, soon. guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gunny. You guys can get your order of Uveda using code ALMOST30. You can get your first order for 30% off if you want to try any of their supplement kits or essential oils. I love the Mood Pack. Love it. In addition to Uveda, we'd also like to thank uh, some of our sponsors for this episode, Paleo Valley, Gem, Nutrafol, Manscaped, and Parade. You can get all of the discount information in our show notes as well as on our website. So we love you. Thank you so much for supporting the show by supporting these brands that we use and love so much. And if you haven't already, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us. And if you are called to a review, would just make our day. Yeah, you guys have been really showing up in the reviews and it means the world to us and it means the world to our community. And then also share with a friend. This is how Almost 30 has grown. This is how our beautiful community of cool, conscious people has grown. So we are so glad to have you in it. We will see you on the next episode. Thanks, y'all. You're the best. Bye. Bye.